Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast, yo, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is me, man, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre's Podcast. Yes, it's me. Me, myself, and Sean. Sean, the my sports guy, my spreadsheets, the whole thing, fan duel, the whole thing, Shabana, you can think about. Sean, what is going on? Well, it's always great to be here once again, even on this cloudy, rainy day. It's Thursday already. And super excited about the show today. Super? Oh, man, there's so much storyline to go into it. So much stuff that Sean really wants to spread the love for my team, Michigan. But we'll get to that point in a second. So, the MLB playoffs are here. We're going to start from the Tuesday game, the blowout for the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. It is something that I've never seen in my whole life, uh, Mr. Bryce Harper. It was his birthday that day, by the way. And what did he do? He hit a home run on his birthday, which is pretty exciting. But that is not the most exciting news. How about Kyle Swerver? I really like this kid. He is a big man. I mean, anybody that doesn't know who Kyle Swarber was, he used to be with the Cubs. He helped the Cubs win a World Series. He also won the MVP that year. And then the very next year after he won the World Series, he got sent to AAA. But Kyle Swarber is with the Phillies. He hit two home runs with the Phillies, and he officially tied Reggie Jackson as the number one most home runs in a postseason as a left-hander. That's a big accomplishment. Well, you know what? It's a... It, I don't know what's more a bigger accomplishment. The fact that you do something like Reggie Jackson did when he was playing with the A's and uh, New York Yankees. and That feat in itself, Mr. October. But this thing about this, Schubert, he comes up from, to the, from the Cubs. He's not even in that 2016, most of that year. He comes up the end of the year during the, and during the, for the playoffs, and then he takes a rampage hold on the whole world. Schurber then sits out the next year because he gets driven back to Triple A. Triple A. But the f- astonishing thing about it is this that this guy never gives up. This guy and he's not a great fielder and he's not a really good, you know, outfielder. I, I think they should even put him on first base to be honest with you. If, of course, Harper wasn't there. But the crazy thing but, is, buddy, this guy is leading off. He is not that quick. He is not a Mookie Betts. No. He is not a Billy Hamilton back in the day. He is not. Ricky the, Henderson. Ricky Henderson. This guy, the crazy thing also, is last year he is the one that got nationwide tacos because he was the first one to steal yeah. in the World Series last year. Which yeah. the World Series, just a heads up, when the World Series comes up, the first player to steal a base gets the nation um tacos and god knows if it's the rangers versus the phillies i guarantee it that we will have tacos it may not be that first game but we will have tacos well yeah i mean who doesn't like tacos right they're delicious doritos taco bell most doritos i guess you know the white man's version of tacos yeah pretty much you know doesn't always agree with your stomach no 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 because mine will just end up in the (laughs) yeah but look here, folks. Game two, the first pitch. Wasn't that first pitch? He sure just knocks it out of the baseball. I mean, that's just astonishing. This guy is going to be known for for next 30 years, maybe the best 
left-handed playoff home run hitter for a long, long time. I don't see anyone doing that ever again. Now, let's talk about my main man, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, wish he was in Detroit. I love his attitude. Sean doesn't like him that much. I love his shoes, but, you know, he was kind of a dick when he was in uh, Washington Nationals, and it was cool to see the Nationals stick it to him that year, and Soto helped him win a championship with Serger and stuff. But I do like Bryce Harper. I do have two pairs of his shoes. And if it comes down to it, because of Kyle Schwarber and because of Nick Castellios and a couple of former Tigers are on that team, I would probably pull for the Phillies over the Rangers. Oh, yeah, I remember Nick Castellios. And God Castellos. knows I would pull for the Phillies over the damn Astros. Astros. Yeah, all right, all right. We should really talk about Nick Castellios. <laughs> Again, another player Detroit just decides, like, let go, let drift away. Went to Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, isn't it a life story of Alex Avia, of his GM work of just destroying that team, never getting a a closer for that team to win a one or two World Series? It is a crying shame that we have five players who have won a World Series or won Cy Youngs. Nick Solio, who retired. Uh, Verlander, Scherzer, they all won the, their Cy Youngs. And then you get Nick Nick Constellios. He's another player for Destroyer that just knocks it out. One of the best. So I'm for, And he plays outfield and third base. Yeah, I mean, for, they moved him too. Yeah, I like – I mean, I feel bad. I just uh, – as a Detroit Tiger fan, you're, you're happy that players win somewhere else. I was – Everyone in the state of Michigan was happy about Verlander winning all series. Come to find out, unfortunately, the Astros did a little cheating, taking signs. We'll, we'll get back to some more cheating later. <laughs> so, last night's game, Wednesday. This is the, so when you listen to this on Friday, we're talking on Thursday. So, Wednesday's game, Astros. Texas Rangers, Scherzer's come back. I'm dumb enough to think, hey, the money lines will be all fair and square. Nope. Scherzer looks like rusty, Crap. rusty, and a little bit more rust. And when you took them, I'm so shocked because we had this huge conversation, not being mean, because you've had great same-game parlays lately. You've gotten your account on FanDuel up. And obviously I had to make a few more deposits other than last night because I took the Astros plus one and a half and it was easy money in my parlay. Um, but he got rocked. Well, It was a must win for the Astros too. You had to put that in consideration. Yeah, I just, I'm just kind of, well, first of all, I think for any pitcher that doesn't have that time to go to back to the minors and work his stuff out and come back to the majors and be set, it's probably what hurt Scherzer the most. You know, and Scherzer really didn't have velocity, and he somewhat didn't have a lot of control. But when he did have velocity, unfortunately, the Astros took a huge advantage and hit home runs. I mean, left it right. was almost like every pitch. It didn't matter what the batter is. Chris Javier, by the way, the Javier dude, was on fire, and he is 2-0 in the postseason, and his ERA – is considered one of the best ERAs right now in the postseason. Yeah. In history. It's yeah. sad I read that in MLB, like his history of what he's doing right now. So if, when Javier's pitching, 
You might want to take that into consideration if you're better. So going on to today, for Thursday baseball, and I know it's going to be a little late, but for Thursday baseball, if you live in Arizona by the Diamondbacks, Sean has great news for you. Oh, my God. So first of all, Phillies play today right now in about uh, 45 minutes. It's 517. The ticket prices that were at – in Philadelphia, we're 452 to get into a game. Oh my God! The D-backs game today, you can get in depending on what you look at. Seventeen dollars on StubHub and fifteen dollars on Ticketmaster. Which means I'm I'm assuming if they're that low today, they're probably going to be that low tomorrow. So, well, you know, unfortunately, especially if they go down 3-0, they're probably dead guaranteed fifteen seventeen dollars. Well, let's be real. Let's be real. The Diamondbacks. We're a very fun team in Washington during the regular season, and they surprised a lot of people. Very fun to knock out those asshole Dodgers, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't have the hatred for the Dodgers as Sean does because I'm kind of a baseball nerd, so I kind of have to respect everything about baseball. But let's be real. The Diamondbacks got lucky that the Dodgers didn't show up and they have a lot of guys on injury report. Injury reserve. However, today, with the Diamondbacks against the Phillies, it just shows you that the Phillies is stacked. The Phillies have a lot of great pitching. Uh, they got another Detroit Tiger closer, Soto. Um, a guy that, I mean, that team is just hitting home runs left and right. And no one's really showing up to play for Arizona. I feel like Arizona gave all their will to be the Dodgers. And now they're just kind of like dwindling into the moment for the Phillies. And I really think that if you look at the starters today, I mean, they've got ESPN's got 58% chance that the Phillies are going to win. I just don't see an upset. Uh, the Dodgers are, I mean, the Diamondbacks are starting Brandon Playdiff. Play his ERA is like 5.7, and then Suarez for the Phillies is like 4.17 or 4.25. Okay. So in the playoffs, Suarez is 104. Six, no, I'm sorry, 8.2 innings, four hits, six strikeouts, one walk, one home run given. Playdiff, he's got a 3.86 and a 7.2 innings. Nine hits, six strikeouts, one walk, and one home run. But going to on the regular season, not good. Not good. So For either one of them actually, Suarez is not that good of a pitcher in the regular season. No, he's really not. And I think maybe this could maybe be another. Lost me some money. Maybe there's yeah, and, but you know what? Maybe this is going to be the game that they'll come back, and maybe the ticket prices will go back to up to fifty bucks. Not four hundred and fifty. Not four hundred and fifty, but four for but fifty bucks. So, side note, because we are talking about Philadelphia for just a second, and I know this is a random fact, Harden doesn't show up again. Just saying. But anyway, that's just my spew for NBA small talk. Small talk, NBA Harden, where you can pretend to be a player but not play at all and get paid and rip the town apart. Yep. Brought you by the NBA. Yeah, I ripped on the NBA because NBA is becoming the new WWE. 
I will probably say that until the day I die, until I see actually a real basketball play, real basketball game happen. So are you more intrigued tonight? Are you more intrigued about the Phillies game that we're going to be here in five or seven? Are we? We only talked a little bit about that. Are we? Are about to go into this next game, the Astros versus the good old Texas Rangers, and the Rangers lead the series two to one. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, maybe this is not a home court advantage anymore. Maybe this is not true to the word of the old time school of home court or home field advantage. Maybe you just don't have that anymore. I mean, maybe it's just. Start swinging and everyone throws in the ball at 95 miles an hour and hope that for the best. But Texas Rangers, you know what? Got it. I'll tell you the truth. I saw Otuve hit a couple home runs. I'm not too impressed by him. I think, in my theory, I think he's on P's or some, some steroid booster thing going. Just don't see how a 5'8 person can hit the ball that far. He can hit it as far as the Astros guy. Yeah, so this doesn't make sense to me how a small guy can hit the ball as far as Alturas, and I feel like Alturas should be hitting the ball further than he does, but he doesn't. So I don't understand that concept of a guy who's six, seven inches bigger and his mass of muscle mass is is more, and he can't hit a ball further. However, I'm going to tell you this. If you're a baseball fan, I think if you're a pitching coach or someone in, the, in, in any organization who's going to pitch against Otoves, I think you have to change the velocity of the pitches. I think that little guy, he's expecting that 95, 98 miles an hour fastball down the middle, a little higher, he can hit him. So what do you do? You change the velocity. You change not just the location you, because there's a small guy, so you can't just throw the ball in the dirt every time. I really do the best way to to pitch to the little guy is to change the speed of the fastball and the speed of the curveball so he cannot get full strength. I think when you throw the ball over 95, 97 miles an hour, if you can see it, you can hit it, and then the ball drives to to the fences. But you need to change the speed of the ball so that he doesn't get full power. That's just my that that's my two cents. The problem with Houston is they are a very well-rounded team that they don't swing at a lot of balls. That's the other factor. So there's gonna, the, there's, there's already been a lot of walks in this series. Well, they're, they're a very disciplined team. Mm-hmm. They really are. Okay. So, I think. So, who wins that game tonight? Jake, Jake, the Astros are favored because they got Jay Aquidion in the mound versus A. Hinney. You know, I don't. I think I'm going to have to take your word because Heaney, I don't know much. He's done great to that for that team. His high, uh, ERA is higher. It's like 3.49 while uh, Aquidion is like. Two point six, so but it's every, not a big difference. But but every time I heard about Henny, what does he do? Loses games. He gets rocked. He gets rocked. So you probably have to stick with the Astros. It's basically oh. a pick'em game. It's minus one ten, minus one six. If you're taking the money line. Okay. Okay. I would almost take the Astros. I agree. Okay. 
Maybe we I got should. Got a whole new series, two two, going back to Houston. And maybe I should learn how to push my buttons pr- correctly on FanDuel, so I don't make the same mistake. <laughs> Which means in Game Five, it's probably Verlander pitching. Yeah. Oh, you're right. So can they recuperate the series? But anyway, Astros win tonight. I think the Phillies win tonight. We got NFL. We're going to coop into NFL. Oh, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. Here we go. I'm going to go to NFL home. I'm going to go to Are we talking about injuries first or are we talking about the game first? We'll talk about the injuries along with the game. Okay. So, obviously, tonight, Jacksonville against the Saints. Which is an intriguing game. It's a good Thursday night game. Which is a little weird to see this or say this because both teams – are well, I say Jaguars is, is better, but I do feel for some reason the Saints are are staying with them, are participating, or are not not just drifting away. They're they're really trying to stick into to their division. Remember, and stay, they are the shittiest division in NFL. Well, yeah, because they have the Carolina Panthers, and the Panthers are the only team that hasn't won a game. And then you have the Atlanta Falcons, and then you have the Tampa Bay. Okay, they're all within. It goes Rich Atlanta three and three, New Orleans three and three. You got the shitty Carolina Panthers zero and six, and Tampa Bay's three and two because they had their bye. Okay, so we got the Jaguars four and two. They're two and zero on the way away from home. Um, Both have good defenses. Yeah, they really do have good defenses. How good is Trevor Lawrence going to be? Because he's only been limited practice with a knee complication. I don't even know he was questionable, but he's playing tonight. Okay. I think if I was any part of the Jackson Jaguars, this is what I would do. I would first of all tell him to, like, if you need to take a sack, take a sack. And I know people out there, well, the F4, we can't do that. What are you doing? Well, this is why you have Etienne Jr., you're gonna to have to use him a lot more tonight to protect to protect Lawrence. Lawrence has the arm and he has the wits and the smarts to read defenses. So you're gonna to have to get the ball out of so Calvin Lawrence, Ridley. Kind of exactly. But you seriously gotta let Lawrence Lawrence to do a three step back and release the ball. Maybe a lot of short routes in the beginning. A lot of running plays in the beginning, and then you can take long shots during the the end of the first quarter into the second. So was it eighty percent Trevor Lawrence better than one hundred percent Derek Carr? Uh, I think I get yeah. I was gonna say the same thing. I think so because I just don't know if Camara is gonna show up or my buddy Williams that used to be in Detroit. Well, and I know you love Graham. Yeah, well, Graham. No, you don't. Well, you know, he's old. Yeah, I mean, you're you're trying too hard to to go back to the good old days, right? The good old days. So, I think Graham's there great for experience and maybe pick up the zone and sit in the zone and make it easier for Carr to throw them football on third down and seven and third down and eight, second and two or whatever. Reason that's the experience that you'll get out of Graham, but I think that Etienne Jr., I think if you protect Lawrence, I think the Jaguars protect Lawrence, there might be a big game for Kirk. 
If you're a fantasy football owner, be careful with Cook, Christian Cook, because if Terrence Lawrence goes out, you have him on your team. I have him on my team. I'm saying this out of respect, out of people. You, I think that you might, if you have a second best B option for that position for the wideout B, you might want to go and somewhere This is different. what I want to know from you before we move on to the next game. Mm-hmm. The over-under is 40 and a half. I think that I think that could happen because eventually I think eventually both teams could eventually hit. But remember 21-17 is under? Yeah. Well, 24-17 is over, but even even 2017 is under. I think well, I think you might have a I think you do have a point. I think if 24-16 Ter- is still under? Okay. I don't I'll, know. Okay, I, I think you have a good point. I like the under. I think I think you do have a good point because maybe this is not going to be the Terry Lawrence of of two two to three weeks ago. Well, he did only scored against the Bills. That was a horrible game. Everyone was expecting a higher score, but that wasn't happening. So, yeah, I think maybe Sean has a point. Forty points under. Jags win. Jags win. Yeah, I yeah I do think that. Um. Let's go. You know what? Let's go to De- Detroit. It seems as though at Rotowire, we're going to go based on Rotowire right now. Detroit Lions and Baltimore Ravens, I've talked about this with a lot of people outside the podcast. I I really think that Detroit is going to be in a really iffy situation without uh, Montgomery. Um, is Gibbs going to be back? Uh, he's going to have to play. He's going to have to play because if he doesn't play, we will kind of Detroit's going to be kind of screwed because if Montgomery is not 100%, he's not going to play because Montgomery gets hurt and then he sets. Something that's very well known about Montgomery. Let's let's hope that the coaching staff creates a speech, a schedule, something to encourage Montgomery to play if he's not if those if those uh, ribs are not as bad as they are. That's Hopefully. questionable right now. The tight end for Detroit is questionable. Sam Laporta. And that's basically your third option for Detroit. So hopefully the next guy comes up and and uh, shows up to play. The over-under on this game is... is Baltimore three points and... That's the that's over. That's actually the favor. So, but but the over under is forty three. Yeah, I'm sorry. So the Baltimore is has got three points. The guy win by three. Detroit can only lose by three. I think that's a good pick for 43, Detroit. Forty three though. That's twenty four twenty, and it's over. Yeah, but I think they're expecting like Sam Brown, and uh, hopefully the Reynolds plays. Reynolds is, might be hurt too. They got Williams, a second year from Alabama, probably playing. He looked good he was last. Twenty six last week. I'd probably be under on that game too. Yeah. So and, and and Baltimore can't catch the ball. So the only yeah. So do the Lions win or do they just cover? Away game. You don't. Jared Goff doesn't play good on the road. You always. Say he that. did last week, but I think this is going to be different. I think Baltimore is a different team. They. I think there was a lot of smart defense. I think they can uh, figure out Detroit. Detroit's all. Uh, Detroit's going to have to. 
play, make play calls that are not uh, obvious, and they're going to have to stick to the running game. And if they don't have David Montgomery, Gibbs is going to have to stay in there and take a beating or two. But I do think Detroit can cover. I would almost go plus four and a half for Detroit. That's a safe number. Yeah, it's a safe. You might lose a little money, but if you put it in a parlay, yeah, you, I like you, it. You could do that too, so, or or you do that in the same game parlay. Okay, would that be a good same game parlay for Lamar Jackson's rushing? I think Lamar Jackson will be running a lot more because his wide receivers are not. And good. then plus four and a half. Yeah, and, and then maybe the over under on Jared Goff's passing. We'd have to look at that. Yeah, you might have to do that because if it's if it's like two seventy five or two fifty five. I would almost go under. I don't think this is going to be a big scoring game at all. It's on the road. You His over-under is 243.5. I would take 225. Okay. Well, you know, again, but what's uh, what's uh, Lamar Jackson's over-under passing? Um, 216. See, I would almost, almost take that. I would almost take the under of 216 and then put, okay, this is why. I'm serious. Because they don't have a lot of receivers. And then I would take the rushing of Lamar Jackson. And then I would take the plus four and a half Detroit. Okay. Something like that. Something within that. Or Gibbs. Well, if Gibbs is, if they give Gibbs 25 yards to rush, I'll give that up too. To change things around. Because I think Gibbs is going to touch the ball more. Montgomery probably won't touch the ball at all. I'd be surprised if Montgomery actually actually plays. So yeah. what about this one? We don't. There's a lot of injuries. First of all, we got the Cleveland Browns versus the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know if Deshaun Watson's playing. Well, and I'm we know a, what, Gardner Minshew is. Well, okay, let's talk about this. Cleveland and Indianapolis Colts. Watson's questionable. Watson's a nutcase. <laughs> it seems like they can't. It seems like. Cleveland should be really good in the division. It looks like Cleveland got Watson. They got, you know, they should have Chubb, but he's not. I don't think he's even unlisted. They got your former boy, D. Peoples-Jones. Well, they got Jamar Ford running for Cleveland. I don't they're, – they're falling apart. I think, I think what Sean would tell you, Watson might be a virus. That's Sean's word at certain players. Cancer. Cancer or something. That's kind of like Russell Westbrook, and as much as I love my boy Allen Iverson back in the day, they're cancers. Well, I don't think Allen Iverson's a cancer because... Could never win a championship. No, but that's not the thing. The thing is that the team... Practice? You talking about practice? Talking about everywhere they go, like Deshaun Watson and Westbrook. Shit show. They make the teams worse. Harden, Harden makes teams worse. True. So I don't think AI makes teams worse. I think he was just older. When he got traded. When he got traded. I love AI, but I don't think that you could say that the same thing about when he was in Philly. Majority of his career, he wasn't a cancer. He just he did team, it in the playoffs all the time. His right. team wasn't just not that. His team was just good enough to make it to the playoffs and make it to the finals. Then you're not going to beat Kobe and Shaq. No, no. I mean, you've. I mean, your only good player is AI, and you can't remember any of the other players on that team. That pretty much says it. I mean, you need support. 
However, here's the thing about this game, Cleveland and Indianapolis. Who would you take? Indianapolis. You love the stash. You well, love Gardner Minshew. Well, she seems to be able to play. He might be the next Nick Foles. That it, he's just going to travel around the world, play on every team, and never get his position started. You know who, where he should go if, if they have more problems? Vegas. Go on my back. My back hurts. My back. Oh, my back. Oh, my brain. Oh, my back. My brain. Whatever. Whatever you want to say about Guapolo, he's not that good. Manchichu is a better quarterback. However, they're only one game behind the Jags. I know, but I'm telling you, they're not going. The Colts are not going to trade him because Robinson is that his name? The starting quarterback for oh, the Colts, the former Florida Gator. Yeah, Robinson. What's his name? Something with an R. Oh my God. Um, what's his name? New kid on the block. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. But I'm going to tell you. He got Cleveland minus three. Richardson. 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 I don't know why I say Robinson. I guess that's just weird. Uh, Cleveland one, minus 160. Over under 41 points. I can't really tell you if it's going to be. 41. I don't know about the point spread, but you're probably right. 41 points, really? 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 No, I would. I, I would. I, would, I liked it what you said. Gardner Minshew is better. Cleveland has better receivers, but I would take the Colts plus three. Play it safe and take the points plus three. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I, Next game is right. kind of intriguing. It's the. Commanders versus the Giants. You got Saquon Barkley, but Sam Howell and defense. Daniel Jones is questionable again. I personally just sit Daniel Jones down and play Tyrod Taylor. Well, they play a lot better. We watched that game. They almost beat the Bills. They almost effed us in the ass. Yeah, I mean, we're playing on a suicide pool, and we play, both played Buffalo Bills. Last <laughs> oh, play of the game. It's assuming. It'd be a blowout? Assuming it was going to be a blowout, or assuming that. That Jones was possibly going to play, but we just didn't get our messages through our own head. He's not playing. Hello. Goodbye. Daniel Jones, questionable. I think his career is questionable. He just gave him that big contract, though. His career is questionable. <laughs> well, he's got a $250 million contract that says something else. Something else. You know what that means? You know what that means? That means that they thought that we were going to give him the money, and they thought that he would play better because of no pressure. Not at all. However, Washington Commanders. I'm going to call them the Washington Redskins because someday they're going back to that name, and I know they will. So Washington Redskins. Sam Howell. Sam Howell is a, actually he's a decent quarterback. Brian Robinson's a decent running back. You got your favorite player, McCoughlin, from Ohio State. I know how much you love him. McCoughlin. So Red, the Commanders and Redskins win that game. One game that we don't really want to touch too much on. I think the Tampa Bay Bucks regroup against the Falcons. Yes, no. Uh, it's at home. I, yeah, I think I think that could happen just because. I don't know because Atlanta Falcons isn't bad. I think Riller is turned out to be a decent it's a away game. Away game, but 
I think he got his one loss underneath his belt now. So now he, the game will slow down for him again. It's and a division game. Whoever wins it, take, it takes a one-game lead in the division. I'm taking yeah. the Bucks. Yeah, I think. Well, I think the only reason why you take the Bucks is because they have the more experienced players. They were like Godwin, Evans, uh, even White's been there for a while. Mayfield is more experienced quarterback. He's not a first year like, like um, Ritter. Um, but they do. I mean, the Pitts. I would almost you know what I would almost go with. Uh, if you had to do a same game parlay, I would almost go with how many touches or catches Pitts is going to get. That could be a good one to touch. Um, if you got to well, go, have a better tight end, you're right. Got yeah, a better tight end. Exactly. But then I would put. Mayfield and, and for the yards or at least with one touchdown as part of that parlay. The over-under is 37 and a half. That's hit or miss. I don't know. And I would almost take that two and a half Tampa. Okay, so they win by a field goal. So, yeah. So, blowout game or is it close? Bills versus Patriots? Uh, you know what? I, Jones is bad. You know... I mean, what do you? I mean, what can you say about Mac Jones? He's not Tom Brady. He's not Drew Bledsoe. He's not Andre Batches. That's me. I can't throw my left hand either. But at least I know how to read the defense. No, I don't. Actually, I don't know what I'm talking about. But here we go. Mac Jones. <laughs> Look, I think the Buffalo Bills will just kind of. They need to start the game fast. And they need to put the meadow to the the pedal to the meadow. They can't play any worse than last week. No, but I think the problem the well the problem with the Buffalo Bills is this: they have a lot of talent, and they I think Josh Allen just thinks that he can dance around a little bit in the backfield and make big plays. Stop making big plays. Stop being like Brett Favre. Stop being like Aaron Rodgers. Be more like the greatest goat of all time, Tom Brady. Sit in the pocket. No, go through your, go through the system A, B, C with the receivers and throw the ball. If you just nothing there, just throw the ball away. If there's a lane for you to run, after three and a half seconds when you're in the pocket, gain four or five yards, run out of bounds. Do that. That's one thing about Aaron Rodgers did a lot in the NFC against Detroit, against the Bears. So so you need. The Buffalo Bills, in order for them not to make this game a, a very intense BS moment for the whole team, is do your diligence, run the offense, do the system, run the football, and stop being a superhero Josh Allen. So they should cover the spread. They should. If Josh Allen stops pretending to be a superhero, he's trying to throw the ball into a zone where no one's going to catch it, Look, Diggs is great. Davis is all right. You love Gabe Davis. I got Dave, Gabe Davis because someone dropped him. We're a bunch of idiots in my fan, my fantasy football. Sorry, Tony, for uh, giving you the bad note about play Davis. But yeah, but they would have lost by two points either way, so you can't pay, you can't take blame for that. Okay, so Bills win, but the, okay, there's only a couple games left that we got to talk about. But before we go to college, but the most boring game of the week that I would say is going to be the Bears versus the Raiders because Jimmy G's not playing and, and Justin Fields. Fields. 
This is a game that you don't. You know what you. I hope this game is not televised. I pray to God. Well, you know what? It's it's not gonna be televised because I'm not gonna watch it. It's gonna be blacked out probably. Blacked out because it's bad. All right. So I mean, this is tough. I'm dead serious. This is the one that is. They're not saying it's a pick'em game, but because it's minus one forty-two Raiders and it's plus one twenty Bears, but. I'm sorry. It's Brian Hoyer from Michigan State versus Nate Pitterman, probably the former Pittsburgh Panther. But it's in Chicago. It's a different time change. It's going to be a little bit colder than Vegas, obviously. I wouldn't touch this game. Well, you know what? If you had to touch this game, pick the Bears. You know why? Because Hoyer is a better quarterback. And they got well, more. Are you going to take the Raiders in? No, no, no. Take the. Oh, you're right. Wait a second. No, exactly. No, I don't know what I'm talking about. No, stay away from this game because for a split second, I thought Horrier was still with the Bears first. No, but he's not. If Horrier was with the Bears, I would have talked to the Bears because they have decent receivers, even though Devontae Adams is better. But Devontae Adams is questionable. Uh, Jacoby Myers, if you got him on your team, play him. But I don't know if your quarterbacks are even going to get the ball to anybody. <laughs> I know. So. Um, just, I mean, Seattle's going to meet Arizona, blowout probably. Uh, Rams, Pittsburgh is probably a pick em, but you probably got to go with Matthew Stafford, right? Uh, you know what? Let me see. Yeah, because, I mean, Pickett is just now the quarterback. Matthew Stafford even with a decent defense that Pittsburgh has, I think he can find spots for them. And Cooper Cup's back. I think TJ Watt's still questionable. Yeah, but I mean, when you have Cooper Cup back, you're going to have an A receiver that can find holes in those zones and you know do his thing. You know, we got three games before, but I'm going to mention this: my Cowboys are on a bye, and the Jets are on a bye. So. Okay. That's anyway. But the Chiefs play the Chargers. That's going to be a good game. It really is. The spread six. And I'm surprised that they just have that game at 425 p.m. Yeah, but the 8 o'clock game is a very big game. Who's the 8 o'clock Miami game? Miami Dolphins versus the Eagles. Oh, you're right. You're right. So, I mean, I don't blame that for being a primetime game over the rival of Kansas City. And they had the Monday Night Football game with San Fran and Minnesota. Which is garbage. But we'll okay, we'll talk. All right. So Chiefs win. Chiefs win. I Does Eckler have more yards? Yeah, because this is gonna be the second week. He was rusty. You gotta get dust off those knees. His um what do you call it? His uh adrenaline well not adrenaline, but his uh his conditioning wasn't there. It's very important to create condition when you don't play for that many months, weeks. Your condition is going to – you have to keep up with your condition. He's going to get his condition back. He's not going to lose air, breath, whatever I'm trying to say. He'll be a better – he's going to be a better running back this week. So the over-under is the second highest. It's 47 and a half. That's possible. Herbert. Herbert's going to have to – Gunslinger. Gunslinger Herbert. Herbert is going to have to rely on Mara Allen – and Palmer to actually catch footballs. I, I think with Eckler playing better, I think that's going to make a lot of his job a lot easier. You think Kansas City is going to win? I think because Chargers' defense is kind of 
Yeah. I think that's probably the reason why I can't say well what. Can they cover the spread? Can the Chargers cover five and a half, six points? I think they should, but I would change. I would move it up to seven, seven and a half. Okay, just Which would probably be like minus one sixty-two, one seventy. Yeah, I like it. Seven yeah. gives them a seven-point lead. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I hope this game is not televised. Packers versus Donkeys. Jordan mm-hmm. Love versus Russell Wilson. I don't even know how we even talk about. The over-unders are... The over-under is 45 in that game, and the Packers are favored in Denver. By one point? One and a half, yeah. Okay. So, here. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. I, I wouldn't even touch it on FanDuel. I wouldn't even touch the same game in Parlay. Do not touch this game. Do not make yourself... Miserable. Miserable and not get nothing. All so right. The best game of the weekend. Two weekends. No, these two games. We gotta talk about. We should really talk about the injury reports on San Fran, Minnesota, but we will. But we will talk about Miami and Philadelphia. This is gonna be a fun game to watch, and Sean's favorite receiver is with Philly. Who is he? Oh, you're talking about that guy they just picked up from. Um, I, I told you all about the night before. AJ Brown. AJ Brown is there, but remember they picked up that new guy. Where is he? AJ Brown is a former Alabama, but remember they got the the guy the bare minimum for the Eagles that was with Julio Matt, Jones. Julio Jones, Matt yeah, Ryan. yeah, you're right. So, but here's the thing: Is Julio Jones done? Is he trying to resurrect his career? Is he going to be that? Is he going to be that receiver of the glory days with? Atlanta Falcons. I don't know. I think they're going to be asking a lot out of him because he doesn't, again, he hasn't played in a long time. Does he have the legs underneath him to separate? I don't even know if he has hands anymore. I have a hand and a half. I can't catch a football 40 yards down the field. But can I Julio, like Julio Jones. But can he be effective if he hasn't played in about a year and a half? So here's the kicker. You know that other guy that's not okay. First of all, you know that AJ Brown mother effing lobbied the whole coaching staff and lobbied the president of Philadelphia to get Julio Jones. They go back to playing together in Tennessee. He wanted Julio in Philadelphia. And with Devontae Smith being questionable, how much playing time is Julio going to get on Sunday night football? Well, He's going to get maybe 50%. But Swift is going to have to play. Look, Swift. Because Devontae Smith's got a hamstring. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So, okay. Julio Jones has to play. He has to play. But here's here's the thing about it. I think, I think oh, wait. So, they don't have uh, Swift running back for, for Philly questionable. That's interesting because I thought just a day ago he was questionable, but they don't have him questionable. Here's the game. I, w- I would like to take it as a dark horse, but I can't get Julio Jones scoring. No. No, I don't think it's so. It's not an option. All right. All right. But let's, anyway. Let's talk about San Miami Fran- wins that game. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah, I think. Well, it's a it's a going to be different weather. Tyreek Hill's doing some flips. 
in the end zone again. Did you see that last week? Yeah, I saw that. It's just, yeah, it's amazing. Or you bump it up a, a whole point and you take Miami plus three and a half. Yeah, I would take Miami three and a half because Philly is a really difficult place to play. I really do. I really do think so. So okay, so Monday night football. Yes, San Francisco, Minnesota. Going to Minnesota. This is going to be a lot closer game than I think it's going to be. Time change, of course. But Indo- I re- indoors. But I really think this is the problem. The problem for San Fran is that Tony, our sidekick guy that. He's got fantasy football. He talks about sports, everything with it. He thinks that they're going to sit out McCaffrey for three weeks because he's they play tonight, they play next week, and they have a bye week. So he have 30 days off. However, I think San Fran's got to be very careful because if they sit out McCaffrey, even if he's 85%, 9%, and they lose this game, now I'm not saying they will or not, but if they lose this game, that'll be a two-game losing streak. And and you go to play next week, and then you should really have to win that game before the bye week. So this is a really iffy game. Do they need to win now? No, but look, you got the Rams, you got Seattle still in the league, I think. Yeah, yeah. So you Probably can't Arizona. Yeah, but you can't let Seattle sneak right behind you and then pull a fast one on you, right? So if Minnesota steals this game. And if they're really going to sit Christian McCaffrey next week, just to touch on a second, the Bengals could beat the 49ers. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. You made my point. Look, even if people say Cincinnati's not that good. They're 3-3. Cincinnati is not that bad. They're not that good, but they're not bad. It's the beginning of the year. It's a good time to be a bad team right now. That division that they're in, they only got to go 10-7, and and they're in the playoffs. Yeah. And you get a, a, a Bengals, Joe Burrow, and you got Jamar Chase, and you get Joe Mixon back. Oh, yeah. That team is a contender. Yeah, yeah. So I think if, you're, if your name is Tony out there, and if you really think that McCaffrey should be sitting out, I think you have one, another one coming, written by, uh, I don't know that band anymore in my head, Judas Priest. You have another one coming. So... I think this game without Jefferson for Minnesota could probably be beneficial beneficial for Minnesota because Kirk Cousins is going to have to distribute the ball to KJ Osborne, uh, Addison, and and Powell. I don't even know if Powell is even that good, but. This might be a blessing because now you don't have that one big guy that throws down the field for 40 yards. But, yeah, Jefferson hurting without Jefferson, not having a running game. Madison is going to have to have a great game for them. San Francisco's defense line is pretty good. So if you're going to – Minnesota has a chance. They're going to have to have Madison do crazy stuff for them. He's going to have to at least get 70 yards of rushing for sure. Can we – Talk about oh, college football. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. I got some sad news for you guys. Oh, wait, do we even want to talk about that before? We... Well, yeah, it's the main thing of the Michigan, Michigan State. Okay. And it's a big game. It is a big game. And it's a big controversy. It seems as though I don't even want to talk about this. But, Sean. I'm so excited. 
do I really want to break the news or should I let Sean break the news? I feel like I should break the news just to piss him off. But I'm going to let him do it. Because I did give you the heads up. Yeah. So, can we call the Michigan Wolverines the Houston Astros of baseball? No. Yes, we can because they're stealing signals and stealing signs and all of this stuff. But we already know that Jim Harbaugh was already banned for four games trying to give away cheeseburgers this year. I'm hungry. Can I just get a cheeseburger? (laughs) Now we got his coaches and himself stealing signs. Before a rival game, heavy favors. Going to be decent weather. It's not raining. Um, By the time the game starts at 7.30 at night, probably 47, 48 degrees. By the time the game's over, it's going to be 40. Ticket prices have slummeted majorly because originally when these teams were undefeated at 2-0, the tickets were 250 bucks a piece. Now you can get into the stadium for $54. Well, let me tell you but something. But it's still a rival. Yeah, all right. Let me s- okay, the let spread me. is minus 24 and a half in uh, favor of Michigan. Actually, it's that's way good, too high. Yeah, that, I think of anything that Sean's correct about Michigan is that Michigan doesn't cover the spreads. However, however, since, since Michigan State is really struggling, could they actually blow this thing up out of proportion? Or will Michigan State players be able to keep the game close? Now, I'm going to tell you this. I think, I think, I think if, if the game is like 17-7 and going to the second half, there's, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a, a drag out fight. I think there, there'll be some surprise. But concerning Michigan State's quarterback, should we talk about? But I mean, we we only a second start. But yeah, I mean, you like, know, the, the, none of these games have been blowouts other than like you know four years ago, five years ago, or five five or six years ago. Most of the time, they're close within fourteen points, and then. Even if it gets to 21, that's three scores. And then if it gets even to 24, that's a three touchdowns and a field goal. You still got that half a point. Yeah. So, I mean. I think I think the thing is this. And it's a night game. And we all know what went down on the very last night game. The blocked punt. The biggest. He will be in history. That Michigan fan for life. His mouth over his face. In. Embarrassing blocked punt. Michigan State wins. Okay. In Ann Arbor. I think that's a whole different team, though. That team is different than this team. I think with, unfortunately, again, Tucker. We got to talk about that situation. And then with a new. We got to talk about cheating. The new interns coach. I mean, this team is just. I think the. I feel, unfortunately, it comes on a bad time for Michigan State that they are in a great environment, a night game, one of the first night games against Michigan, I think. In East Lansing, yes. In East Lansing. I just think that they don't have the quarterback talent. I don't think they have any talent. As no, much but, as I love Michigan State, and um, I have to throw this one in because he wasn't paying attention and it wasn't on, it wasn't on ESPN. And because I'm a diehard Michigan State fan, <laughs> and it's on Facebook. 
Facebook. Who so anyway, who Facebook? no, this is a true story. Keenan Coleman, the former Michigan State Spartan that's making miraculous catches for Florida State and has him at number four in the country, gave a shout-out. I will always bleed green and white. And he posted this great picture of a former Spar- or Michigan State Spartan, Sparty dressed up, pulling down his pants, and pissing all over the Big M. So that's the, appropriate. Well, it's hilarious, but here's the best part. Why is that? Here's the best part. Here's the best part. Here's the best part. Yeah. Michigan State will cover the spread. And then the next best part is I can't wait till Florida State plays Michigan in the college playoff. What happened to Colorado? Let's go, Travis. Let's go, Keenan Coleman. First of all, first of all. When the began when the season started and Sean was all over all over coach I never said they were gonna make the college playoffs. I said they were gonna be playing each other. Yeah. So well, let's get that they straight. They have to no, in order for Colorado and Michigan to play, they would both have to make the playoffs. No, they wouldn't. It'd be a New Year's Day bowl. Well, they still have to make a bowl game. Not, uh, first of all, Deion Sanders can still make a bowl game, but yeah, but he's not going to see. Uh, that's but anyway, that. so okay, now it's going to be Florida. It could be, a Sean, game, it could be a game down in Florida. This is what Sean does. So first of all, Michigan's going to lose at least one game this year. It's. It, I'm not saying Michigan State. They're going to lose to Ohio State, or they're going to lose to Penn State. So they're not going to be going to the national. And if they do go to the national championship, they're going to lose to Florida State. Keenan <laughs> Coleman is going to destroy that defense. This is what Sean does. Destroy. The Sean. last time they played Michigan, 155 yards. Let's go, Keenan Coleman, baby. This is what Sean does. Sean will go from one team to another. He's a former Spartan. He's always Just Spartan. to beat Michigan. Just to beat Michigan. Florida State or the Georgia Bulldogs will make the Michigan Wolverines their bitch. How come How come you can't just have Michigan State make our bitch? Like, oh, yeah, Michigan State's just going to cover the spread. That's all I care about. We ain't going to win that game. Michigan wins. Can, oh, they're undefeated God. still. They're the number two oh, team so behind the Georgia Bulldogs. Maybe they're number three team behind Florida State. This is so funny. I love this. I love how I love how whenever there's another team coming up just at the right time. Keenan Coleman's a former Spartan. Yeah, but it's green and white. I'm pretty sure if this was UFC who was just saying they had a magical year, you say, I just can't wait till UFC and Michigan me because I can't wait to embarrass Michigan. Well TCU embarrassed them last year. Yeah, yeah, it happens. But you go from one team to another just so that they can beat I Michigan. root for anybody against Michigan. You're right. <laughs> Why? Why do you? I hate that team. <laughs> we love you, little brother. You want a hug? No. Do I, okay. You want to just make sure you guys, once again, will not cover the spread. And you can have admitted that. But Michigan oh. wins. They continue to be undefeated. All right. So that's the game of the the seat. The, the, but the number one game tomorrow. We'll, is, we'll just go down to. Penn State. And Ohio State. 12 o'clock. It's going to be a noon game. It's going to be like this game is relatively close to the Michigan-Ohio State game, which is a good noon. Yeah, because it's high noon. Penn State is Penn State is one of the big dogs in the, in the, in the Big Ten. Ohio State is always one of the big dogs in the Big Ten, even though I don't like them at all. But to be honest with you, look, 
they actually think Ohio State's got a 63% chance of winning against Penn State. As much as I've seen Penn State, they blew out everybody. They blew out Iowa. They just run over everybody. They have the same type of offense as Ohio State. They like to run. They're beasts. They're good at it. So what do you think? So what do you Ohio think? State wins. That's it? You're going that's it? I mean, it's a no-brainer because it's Har- Harrison's going to – they'll be fine. Both teams are 6-0. and oh. How do you just say, Because Penn State hasn't played anybody. Okay, okay. They beat Iowa. There's somebody. Big Ten. Come on, represent, Sean. It's all about the Big Ten, son. Son. Okay, are you ready? Let's let's talk about this joke. They played the West Virginia Volunteers. Then they played Delaware, which is old Joe Flacco's team. Then they played the University of Illinois, which is also awful. Then they played Iowa, which is, okay, yeah, they're ranked some 24, but they won 31 to 0. Then they played Northwestern. Huh, that's a debacle between fire and their coach and shit show. Then they played UMass. They played UMass before they decided to play Ohio State and won 63 to 0. Why the hell would you even have that cupcake match before you play Ohio State? Okay, so the only game that Ohio State has... Notre Dame. That's it. That's it. That is the only game. They beat Purdue. But Purdue, yeah, okay. But Maryland. Maryland is a good team because they have two, Lou. They have a great receiver. Yeah, but Maryland's not no Oklahoma, no USC, none of that stuff. Come on. Come on. They play against Youngstown in Ohio. What are they playing? Some little miniature football field. West Kentucky University. Come on. This is going to be a good game. I am going to go with Penn State. Upset. Upset Penn State. You know why? Penn State, they need all the wins possible to actually make a bowl game. Ohio State can lose this game and beat Michigan to make the bowl, to make the playoffs. But Penn State, they cannot offer, they cannot take a chance in losing a game at all. Matter of fact, Penn State will have to beat Ohio State and Michigan to be in the playoffs. Both Michigan and Ohio State can can offer a loss. But Michigan cannot lose to Penn State or to Ohio State or just split one of the two. If Michigan will have to beat Penn State and Ohio State this year. But Penn State is going to have to beat both of Michigan and Ohio just to make the playoffs. And Penn State has more to lose than Ohio State does. So they're going to be much Penn more. Penn State has more to lose? Yeah, because because if they lose this game, they're in if they and if that Michigan game is close, they may not make it to the ball to, to the playoff. Where Ohio State, if they beat Penn State and they lose to us, scenario. I'm just playing with a scenario. They can still make the playoffs. Or if they beat Michigan and beat Ohio, if they beat if they beat if they beat Michigan and lose to uh, to Penn State, they can still make the playoffs. But Penn State has to win both of these games. 
because they're not that highly respected team like, that they used to be with Coach Paterno. Right, per- Penn State does have to beat Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah, so this game is a must game for Penn State. This is why I think. This is why I pick. You think they're gonna go into Columbus? Yeah. Yep. And shock the nation? Yeah. Yeah. I think that. I think. I think. I think the quarterback for. I think. I think they have a better chance beating, beating Michigan. Why? On the eleventh. McCord is not. McCord is just. He's relatively brand new to the system for Ohio State. He hasn't seen a defense like Penn State. And this is almost one of those arch rival games for Ohio State and Penn State. They're fighting for this is like this is like the old Pac twelve. Even though Oregon is not related to Washington, they still play each other tough. This is gonna be this is gonna all depend on what quarterback plays a better game. Can McCord be a better quarterback? Can this kid, Alar, be a great quarterback? Because he's going to have to be a great quarterback. This is a game. This is going to be the game of the week for the Big Ten. Oh, of course it is. Now, so we've decided on that. So we'll go, well, let's go scores. Let's go run down to, let's make another. Okay, let's talk about this game. Washington State, Oregon, three thirty game. Oregon I means it. Washington State against Oregon Ducks. I mean, Oregon wins that because Washington State just got blown out. But that's just one blowout game. I mean, that doesn't mean anything. It's just one game. Arizona is bad. I mean, I mean, yeah, okay. They're not. I mean, they contended with USC and all that stuff, but I mean. Washington State was supposed to be better, and if Washington State gets beat by Arizona, when you think about football, Arizona is not that team that you think about, right? Okay, okay, yeah, you're right. But so you think that Oregon has just better offense, better Weapons. players, and everything else? Why that? We should actually probably mention their names if we do that. Uh, Onyx is a quarterback. Okay, yeah, you're right. That's another good. No, that's be a good guy for Detroit, but. Over under. On that game? Yeah. One second. Over under. Uh, it's probably high. Is that a three thirty game? Yep. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a three thirty game. Go to we'll go to FanDuel. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. We'll go to FanDuel. I'm gonna go on FanDuel too. I'm gonna go to college. Good God, it's taking me forever to find it. Well, I'll find it. Um, why can't I find it? Because I'm at all of the 330 games. Uh, let me just... Brought you by... The oh, Royal... Naya, 61 and a half. I think that's a good mark. That'd be a great mark. All right. So, that was a lot of dead time. It's a lot. It is a lot. I would go down to 50. Yeah. Yes? No? Maybe so? Text... Tennessee, Alabama. Can Alabama keep running its mouth? They only have one loss. They say they're four and zero. SEC. Tennessee is five and five and one. Two, two and one SEC. I don't even know 
you know what? It's a, it's at Alabama. I think Tennessee has a good chance. I think if they can get in the backfield, mess up with the quarterback, they could actually do it. I really do. I really, really do. Do I think that? Uh, well, you know what? I don't know. Well, if you take, if you think about it, Miller, it, he's got eleven touchdowns, four interceptions, almost fourteen hundred yards. You know, maybe I'm wrong. They got ESPN's got Alabama seventy six point four percent that. Alabama's going to win. Mm, let's go with uh, Tennessee's on a three-game winning streak. Alabama's on a five-game winning streak. Tennessee just beat Texas A.M. and South Carolina and a really small school to see S.A. Again, Alabama's being Arkansas, which is not a really hard team, which is kind of Weird how why that game was so close. Texas A&M, 26-20. Mississippi State, 40-17. That's a blowout. Ole Miss, 24-10. I might be wrong. Ole Miss can blow people out. Yeah, so maybe I'm totally wrong. But it should be. I think I'm hoping that would be a close game. Because who wants to watch another blowout by Alabama? Nobody. Born. What about the big night game um, that's around the Michigan State game, USC versus Utah? USC has no defense, but Utah has a great defense. That's spread's plus a seven and a half. They still don't have their starting quarterback. We know what's weird about that this game. Caleb Williams for USC. Is he going to actually show up to play? He had a horrible, horrible game against Notre Against Notre Dame. It was ridiculous. I'm expecting Caleb Williams to play a lot better, and I don't expect Utah to be able to stop that offense down. Do they have one of the good, best defense out there? Yes. But do I think they're a little bit over their head? Maybe, because I don't think that Utah has enough offense. But, again, again, it's going to depend if USC turns on their oven. At least you need to turn on your oven to cook something, correct? I agree. If you don't turn your oven, you can't cook anything, then you're going to lose. And USC cannot afford losing this, the second game in a row. They might even be out of it anyway because think about this. They still have to play Oregon. They still have to play Utah. They still have to play Oregon State. They're going to get a second loss either way. You're right, but who wants to have a second loss against one of the biggest hated teams or beloved teams in college football? You know I love my Utes. I know you do. I know. I think they cover the spread. I think you're real safe if you bump it up to 10. It's plus 7.5 right now. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So we'll go right over. I think those are the main games of the night. Well, you do have that rival Iowa versus Minnesota. Yeah. Because Iowa still wants to win that Big Ten on the other side. So they yeah. can play go up against Michigan or Ohio State and get fucking annihilated. Because <laughs> we all know Iowa or Wisconsin can, cannot contend with Ohio State or Michigan. So whoever, even if Iowa or Wisconsin wins that side, it's huh, congratulations, you're going to get 
blitzed on December, whatever it is. How about, should we talk about, maybe well, it's never going to be a really close game, I don't think, but Texas and Houston, 5-1 and one team against the 3-3 three three team. Is that really worth talking about? Texas should be winning that game, or should win that game. They should at least. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't think ESPN does over unders anymore. Nope. Nope. They do not. So, obviously, ninety three percent for tech for Texas. But if you're looking at, if you're looking at over unders. If you're looking at over-unders on that game, Texas, I can find this. Another dead air time. All right, here you go. 22.5 points spread. Over 60, over-under 16.5 points. Ugh. I probably would stay away from that game. I agree. Uh, if you're a Big Ten fan, Wisconsin, Illinois, I would take two and a half, Wisconsin. Uh, Minnesota, that we talked about, 24, Iowa, plus three and a half, I would take Iowa. You know, so I think we're going, anything else we need to talk about? No. Besides, uh... Any NBA news besides Harden? Uh, Harden doesn't want to show up like usual. NBA starts in six days. Oh, right, Red Wings are four and one or three and one. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's a good start for the Red Wings. They uh, will be. Griffins are back at home this weekend. Oh, they are Saturday and Sunday. Mm. I'm gonna go to that game. But uh, here we go, folks. So, oh, wow, we made over an hour. That's amazing. So, enjoy the Major League playoffs, MLB playoffs. Enjoy college football. Enjoy the weekend of watching Detroit Lions. And all your Dallas Cowboy fans, enjoy the bye week that you don't have to be in torture of Dak Prescott shitting himself or whatever he does on the field. I mean, he did have a great game against with Lamb. So, True. it's looking... Things are looking brighter for Dallas. So their defense looks wonderful. Parsons is a beast for the Dallas Cowboys. So enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your life. We'll be here for Monday morning to talk about recap of the NFL and college football. And, of course, the scandalous Michigan team. Unfortunately, we just understand sign language, and other teams do not. So, there you go. Anything else there, Sean? No. Stay dry. Enjoy the game this weekend. Yep. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Dre Podcast. Peeps on the street, stay safe. Thank you, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Buzzsprout. I'm going to still play with a little bit of with Podbean com to distribute my stuff thank you everyone and come again